welcome to the Hunter's Hub. This is your host, Vortuan, joined by co-host, Morg Daddy. How you doing? Oh boy, am I doing excellent. Um, I might have accidentally screwed up my order over at Dairy Queen, because um, I ordered a salad, and then they were asking me what kind of salad dressing I wanted, and I wasn't paying attention, and I decided, hey, I want flamethrower sauce on my uh, chicken wrap. Um, yeah, and so I was like, flamethrower sauce, and they're like, uh, we have, uh, this and this and this for our salad dressings. Um, and I was like, salad dressing on a wrap? That's weird. And I'm like, no, just put flamethrower sauce on it. It's okay. I don't care. And then they're oh, like, man. okay. <laughs> so yeah, now I've got a salad with flamethrower sauce all over it. It's great. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> Pan, how are you doing? I think I'm the only one who's not struggle bussing it today. <laughs> I, I just, I'm... I'm just I'm taken aback by Morg's like weird, <laughs> weird story for how he's doing about, I, and I'm still trying to figure out why Dairy Queen has salad. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, Dairy Queens have have uh, Dairy Queens have real food, and like any place that has food has to serve a salad. Mm-hmm. Weird. Oh man, I've got stories to tell you. Did. You- Apparently up here in Canada, we have, like, Dairy Queens that have an orange Julius attached to them. And the worst part about them is that they don't have burgers or fries. No, they've got, like, these weird, like, potato skins with, like, cheese and bacon and stuff like that. And then they've got, like, chili dogs and oh, that, the worst. That's, not, so that's not unusual. Orange Julius is is with them uh, in a lot of places here, too. Yeah, yeah, um, for, like... Especially in the early 2000s, like, I never saw a Dairy Queen that was separate from an Orange Julius for a long-ass time. Now they're all separate around here, but... I've only ever seen Orange Julius with a Dairy Queen, ever. Oh, they used to be separate, like, in the before days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, the early 90s. There's there's one Dairy Queen in Dayton that used to be really close to where I used to live that that was the two of them together. But then again, that's the only one I've ever seen that has that. Here, Here in Chillicothe, where I'm at, like... There's two Dairy Queens and none of them, are, neither one are attached to something else. They're standalone stores. Although one of them shares a building with a Pizza Hut. Ooh. So, mm, shrug. <laughs> mm, Dairy Queen ice cream pizza is actually quite phenomenal. I love it. Oh, super good. All right. Well, um, so tonight we're going to be talking about the post-apocalypse games. Um, this is going to be a bit of a different night for... Uh, for me, because usually I'm the one that has a lot of games to talk about, and I'm going to be the one that doesn't. Now, I do have five, but, like, one of them is a duh, and, like, the other one we've already talked about. So it's going to be like, hey, this game that we already that we already suggested, it's just part of this list, too. Hey! <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so that's... That's what's going on tonight. Um, I'm a little ner- nervous and frazzled because I'm afraid that my motherboard on my computer that we're recording on is going to die at any second because it's lost two RAM ports and an HDMI port in one day. So I don't know what else is going to go on it, but we're going to try. <laughs> I believe we'll make it. I believe we'll make it. Yeah, I hope. I hope. But I already ordered the stuff and they're, it's coming, but you know covid and delivery dates now Fort, i have one request yeah put that first minute we were recording on twitter for me please oh i definitely will don't you worry we're gonna keep that I mean, recording i mean the, the first minute where uh it's just you and i talking 
because Morg doesn't have any uh, recording to go along with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Te- technical difficulties, but hey, we got past them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it helps when people pay attention, Morg. <laughs> hey, I was I was testing out a new feature on Discord. You can't hate me for wanting crisp audio, okay? I mean, I have, I have not seen this pop up. Maybe I just clicked past it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> all right. So, post-apocalypse. Uh, so, how do we define this, Pan? Since uh, we're going along with your idea tonight, what 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 do we what do we define this as? Um, we define this as taking place after an apocalypse. That's um, it. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, okay, uh, do, do we need to do we need to define an apocalypse? I guess a uh, a society changing event that uh, knocks us back to a previous era of technology. Okay. That's what I'm going to call an apocalypse. Sure. Um, but what if it doesn't knock you back in technology? What if it's an mm-hmm. utter destruction? That's fine too. Okay. Well, I mean, um, so like you still, you still, you still have the technology, but um, there's no one but you. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. So, and my, my one that, like... that was questionable is no longer questionable. <laughs> right. Okay. And so it's like after an apocalypse. It's not during it. This Mm-mm. is like this is like the the aftermath of the apocalypse. That is correct. Okay, that means I can delete a couple. All right. Um, so yeah, you guys have. Uh, so we'll uh, just up front. Um, I have, like I said, I have the five. Morg, you said you had a, what ten, and you're cutting it down by a few. Well, now I've got it down to eight. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> definitely. Uh, and then Pan, you said you only had three, oh, but wait, another no, one yeah. you'd like to talk about that you haven't played the game, but you read the books. I have read um, the, no, Abe, it's a short story, not a book. Oh, it's okay. A, it's sorry. a short story. Um, and uh, we, yeah, I want to discuss it because it's, it's a very brutal experience. Mm. Okay. I, I kept meaning to play it because my husband owns it, but um, I just didn't get around to it. Yeah. I mean, that, that happens like sometimes when, when you're living with someone and they have a game, you end up just like, eh, I'm not going to get it. Like, um, it took me until this week to get Smash Brothers. Oh, no, I mean, like, I meant to play it this week in preparation for the podcast, and I just kept yeah. forgetting. Well, uh, yeah, I, I get that, too. I was just saying, like, I never felt the need to get Smash Brothers because my brother had it, and we could just play it together. But then, like, I felt weird playing his copy, so I eventually just bought my own. Oh, I but, see. Yeah. Um, all right, so... um. I guess, Morg, we'll start with you, with your eight to go. Okay. Uh, and sort of, like, bounce back and forth between you and, and one of us two. Maybe that'll work out. Maybe you'll I run think, out quicker. Yeah. I don't yep, know. I, I'm pretty sure that I will. So, the first one that I have, it's actually based off of a series of books. Um, have you guys ever heard of uh, Metro? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, this game, this is based off of uh, that universe, is called Stalker Call of Pripyat. So, if you like um, Russian post-apocalyptic stuff and you're a fan Fallout, I think this is going to be the game for you, for sure. It's a it's an amazing first-person shooter. It's really, really fun. There's, like, all these mutated monsters, mutated people. Um, you're stuck in post-apocalyptic Russia. 
um, just trying to survive. And yeah, it's oh, it's a it's a really phenomenal game. I I I don't know what else I can say about it other than the fact that there's like tons of bandits running around all over the place. It's complete and total anarchy, and you're just one person trying to survive in this apocalyptic setting. It's oh, crisp. Okay. Um. So what what about? I, you know, I guess one thing we can get into with this episode is like, what is interesting about this apocalypse? Is there is there, a, what what happened, or is it a mystery, or what? Yes, that, um, that's that's something yeah. I, I wanted to talk about with this episode. Sorry, but yeah, I, I want to talk about that with each of the games. Okay, yeah, yeah, Go for no, it. yeah. This is kind of like based off the same idea as like Fallout, with the idea of like a World War Three, where it would be like mass nuclear war and like. Um, huge casualties and so the idea around this is that yeah people are living underground in these sort of like um, undercity societies that are being manipulated by like uh, uh, these weird hierarchy systems um, so when do we start talking about fallout here um <laughs> I'm well, I mean, uh, no, it's something I, to directly compare it to, I guess. More of like a parallel than sort of like in that same universe. I mean, it, Fallout is its own thing, but I know, I um, know. I'm just, yeah. I'm just poking fun. Oh, oh, I'm too tired for that. I'm so exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Morg. I'm sorry. Look, I just oh, drank a whole oh, bunch wait. of matcha. I just drank a whole bunch of matcha so I could be peppy and up for this. So. <laughs> God, Tough shit, Morg. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at my sun-kissed orange like, yeah, it's, it's about as bad as I go. <laughs> oh, my God. What I wouldn't give for a coffee right now. But, yeah. Yeah. I, I love that game. It's really, really good. I, I'm uh, actually going to go back and play more of it. I've always been interested. So, if it, it, I do believe those are on GOG. And if I get bored with all the backlog of games that I kind of half start and then play... Um, <laughs> Like, I haven't finished a lot of the stuff I've gotten recently, because I, I either get bored of it, or, I don't know. Like, it, it, it just feel like it's not for me at the time, except for Doom. Still doing Doom. Mm -hmm. But, um, um, yeah, I, I might look into getting some Metro games. It always seemed interesting, at least. So, it's it's basically nuclear war that caused... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, anything else to add for the Metro series? Uh, no, no, right. no, that was the only one I played. <laughs> All right, Pan, what, what's up for you? All right, um, so, uh, one of the games that I, that is on my list is called Kenshi. Um, uh, are there, I, I might have mentioned it to you guys before. Mm hmm And it is, um, it is a single player game that plays like an MMO. Oh, okay. You have this massive freaking world to explore, and you can do whatever you want. And it is super brutal. Um, it was developed by one guy for the first, like, eight years of its development, and then he got a studio together. Uh, so Kenshi by Lo-Fi Games uh, officially came out of, like, alpha development in 2018. And hmm. it's, it's basically a squad RPG um, that was designed with the intention that uh, the developer was the player's enemy. Oh. It's a very difficult RPG um, where, like I said, you can do literally anything. It's so open world. 
Uh, and it takes place like tens of thousands of years in the future, maybe not necessarily on Earth, but there was definitely some kind of event involving sentient robots that ended society. Uh, because like you ha like you can build a base and to like research better technology, you have to like go raid the ruins for like old blueprints and things like that. And there's like sentient robots that will attack you on site. And there's like factions in the game that just like absolutely hate on robots because you can also get robots to like join your party, and they'll attack any robots on site because uh, robots are uh, the representatives of the destroyer and the dark forces. All right, this wow, no kidding, it looks like an MMO. My By goodness. the way, this this uh, game, um, this game is responsible for my rule that uh, during uh, school days I'm not allowed to play video games. <laughs> I, it, I've heard of this rule. Oh, that's a you see when you said that, I thought it was because of um um what is it? Oh crap! Rimworld. Rimworld, yeah. No, no, it's because of Kenshi. Um, I had a legitimate video game problem when I was playing this. Oh, <laughs> uh, it, it looks it looks so like dull though. Like it's like, it's not. I know, yeah, no, the, yeah, the game is made in, like, Fifty Shades of Brown, I know. Yeah, and there's, like, a, there, like the, the most colorful thing is this spiky camel thing. Like, I don't know what that yeah. is, but... Um, if, if you like, uh, if you liked, uh, Morrowind, mm -hmm. you would love Kenshi. Okay. Although, like, you can play it as, like, you are a single character, like, on your adventures, and you can make up adventures for yourself and go on quests and whatnot. Or you can be, like, a ragtag band of survivors trying to, like, rebuild a base in society, etc. So very, very open-ended. Extremely, extremely. Oh. And there's, like, there's, like, factions that do stuff, and there's, like, leaders of the factions. It's a lot like playing an MMO, except you're the only person affecting the world. Those camels are pure nightmare fuel. There's just a close-up of one of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of nightmare fuel type stuff in this game. Um, and it is, it is so much fun. This is one of the most fun games I've ever played. And there was huh. a Kenshi 2 they announced last year. They haven't made it yet. Okay. All right. But that yeah, looked... it's yeah, it's it's a good it's a very old school RPG experience. Hmm. Interesting. So you said Kenshi, I was thinking like Mushi on the oh. PlayStation 1. Like that's nope. what I that's where my my brain went, but like no, that's that's way different. Huh. When I'm looking at Kenshi, I'm looking at Kenshi the game, and it's showing me, like, cooking. And I'm like, ah. What the hell? Wait, maybe I spelled Kenshi wrong. K-E-N-S-H-I? Uh, oh, I went K-E-N-C-H-I. <laughs> Kenshi. 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 <laughs> okay, that's totally different. Oh, my God. Oh, I see. Okay, now this is awesome. Yeah, I like <laughs> this. This makes more sense to me. Okay. Yeah, uh, and Kenshi is probably one of my most favorite games of all time. Um, someday, you know, when I uh, don't have to be anywhere for a couple weeks, I actually do have shit to do during this apocalypse, but someday when I don't have a bunch of shit to do, I'm going to, like, reinstall Kenshi, but right now I'm not allowed to have Kenshi installed on my computer. <laughs> Oh. Oh, obviously self-imposed rule. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's self-imposed. It's self-imposed. 
But right now I'm not allowed to have it installed on my computer because I have shit I have to get done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, man. I, I tell you what. I, I don't think I've ever had a game that, like, really stopped productivity in, in that sense. It's not that I haven't been obsessed with the game. I mean, come on. I put, uh, you know, three to 4,000 hours into Diablo 3. But, like, that was because I played it so long. It wasn't like, oh, man, I can't put this down. But then again, I do stay up late anyway. So maybe I do have a problem. I don't know. <laughs> no, no. And, like, I've, I've always been similar with video games. But, like, with Kenji, no, I had a legitimate problem. <laughs> It's an amazing game. <laughs> I, well, I will hesitantly maybe try it then, because maybe I will have the same problem. <laughs> yeah. uh, just dip my toe. <laughs> Although I was told that RimWorld was really good, and I'm, I'm sure it's really good to other people. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. Oh, yeah, so it's available on GOG and Steam, and you can also mod the crap out of it. Mm, I bet that helps. Mm-hmm. Mods always bring longe- uh, longevity. Long- oh, absolutely. Longe- longevity is the word you're there trying you to say. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I, will, I will also warn you that you should probably have a pretty good computer. I know it looks like crap, but honestly, this game runs about as well as a brick. Mm. Because it was developed by one guy. Oh, well, boy. if the motherboard hadn't killed half my RAM, then I might have. <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping that the I'm hoping that Kenshi Two uh, doesn't have that problem because this game does kind of run, it runs very poorly. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Morg, we'll go back to you for this one. Um, okay. Ooh. What's the next one? This one is an excellent choice. This is something that came out. Oh boy, how long has it been since this game came out? Uh, let me see. Uh, when did you come out? Number two. We're looking at number two. I believe this game came out. It was 2012. It's mm-hmm. a Flash game called Ex Mortis 2. And this takes place after hell breaks loose and just completely ravages all of society. And, mm-hmm. oh, if you guys have ever played, like, the original Ex Mortis games, um, it was made by the same guy who did, um, I, be- I believe it was, like, Escape from a Phone Booth and Escape from a Car um, series. And, um, yeah. And these oh are my all God. Flash games? Yeah, these are Flash games that you can just look okay. up online. Like, um, it, it's really, really fun to play. Um, there's a lot of problem solving in the games and the setting for it, like... It, I remember Ex Ex Mortis 1 where, like, you're in a haunted house and, like, it was so unsettlingly creepy and I remembered, I think I was like, oh, frick, uh, how old was I? I think I must have been, like, 13, 14 years old when I was playing these games and I, I was scared to play these games. They were just so terrifying to play and like like there's like a mess of creatures in there that you have to deal with like zombies there's ghouls there's ghosts and like haunted spirits that could kill you um and then like uh at the very end um you have to deal with like these mess of zombie babies you have to climb through like this ventilation shaft or whatever and you only have like so many bullets in your gun and you have to make sure that you get each of of the zombie babies before they like rip you to pieces um yeah, you, honestly, it was just. You have a talent for making me feel old, old Morg. Oh, like, oh yeah, I was, I was like twelve or thirteen when I played this, and I was like, 
2012. I was How? married for three oh, wait. years. Oh wait, yeah, no, sorry, no. Oh wait, shit, it didn't come out 2012. All these videos came out 2012. Come on, X Mortis. How old is Morg? When were you yeah. made? Yeah, when I'm, were you I'm made? I'm very confused. I'm very X confused here. Wiki. Here, wait, X Mortis. When did you come out? You came out. <laughs> Fuck! It doesn't show the date! Oh my oh god! Oh my god. <laughs> so, so, how old is Morg here? Like, so, we know how old like the field. 2007 or something like that. I, don't, I can't remember. <laughs> Morg, how old are you? Well, I'm like 28. Alright, so that's not that bad. Like, okay, that's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm only 32. I'm, it's like, it's not th- I'm not that much older. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused, Why? guys. How do you do this to me, Morg? I don't feel uh, old. <laughs> like, I don't I'm... feel old when I was playing with, like, high schoolers a couple years ago in Overwatch. Like, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You listen here, guys. I had a beer. I'm overtired. I woke up from night terrors. I, I woke up at, like, 3.30 in the morning, and then I well, went to sleep. Well, you shouldn't have been playing Ex Mortis again. I mean, come oh, on. Oh, God. Uh, I, had, <laughs> I had to stay on top of things. I gotta stay fresh. But Morg no, needs a warm no. milk and a nap. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Big baby Morgie, Morgie Poo over here needs a nap. <laughs> I need my one milk, daddy. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, anyway. Okay, so X Mortis. So the apocalypse. What, what was the apocalypse scenario in this? Or does it even say? Um, well, for the uh, first X Mortis, what happens is you're, you're bringing back, like, the incarnation of evil. In the first one, and then oh, Ex Mortis you mentioned 2. hell broke loose in, in, on the yeah. side. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, yeah. and then, sorry. like, basi- yeah, basically, hell on earth just comes into being, like, as, like, this Antichrist thing comes in from, like, the first game. So the second game picks up after that with humanity, like, just barely hanging on by a thread. And at the very end of Ex Mortis 2, um, uh, God dies, and then um, the guy who you thought was the good guy who uh, was guiding you around to beat the big evil... Uh, ends up being the ex mortis and ends up killing you at the end. So it's like, oh boy, what a crazy game! I loved it. Lots hmm. of twists. What a twist! <laughs> I love the twist. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. So Flash game is it still available online or? Oh, absolutely. Like I'm, I'm looking at it, and yeah, there are links to it. Hmm. Yeah, love that game. Okay. Um. All right, so my next one is is going to be something that I was going to talk about when we talked about ARPGs, um, um, but you know, like I said, that that episode's down the road at this point. Uh, but this mm-hmm. one is uh, Grim Dawn, and Grim Dawn is made by Crate Entertainment uh, in 2016, um, and I do believe this was actually kickstarted. I, I um I can't I can't see a lot of information for it uh, uh, as far as whether it was or not. I've just seen that people mentioned that um, over the time of me been playing this off and on, and I've been playing it off and on since about 2016. Um, I, whatever it is, I just I can't get into the setting sometimes with certain games, and this one is a very um, so it's post apocalypse, which the event of the apocalypse was called the Grim Dawn, and it mm-hmm. was. Um, it was sort of like society is definitely pushed back, but there's still things like guns and that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, what is really taken over is like occult magic and spirits and zombies. So like there's Aether, 
which is sort of like necrotic energy is like very popular and oozes from everywhere. Um, but the Grim Dawn is lightly explained as just sort of like it was an event of basically necrotic energy that sort of killed everybody. Uh, and there's like surviving surviving towns and stuff. And the, some of the currency is bits. They're literally bits of iron is your currency in this mm. game. Um, you're, you like if you find scraps uh, of metal, like scraps are used as like a bigger trading thing, and they're actually used to like repair bridges and stuff that's been destroyed. Um, the story itself, it to me isn't all that interesting, but um, as far as an ARPG goes, it's actually got a, it's it's unique to some uh, because it it's um, with many ARPGs, uh, with Diablo being the most known. You pick a class, you you level up, you pick your talents in that class, but essentially you're picking your class. Grimdawn and its predecessor, made by the same developers under a different name, um, uh, Titan Quest, um, you don't pick your class, you don't have a class at level 1, you pick a mastery at level 2, and in Grimdawn it's stuff like you can be the Arcanist or the Occultist, or um, like there's the Soldier or the pyro, or I can't remember what he's really the demolitionist. He's not a pyro. He's the demolitionist. So you got this like mix of like firearms, occult magic, sorcery. Like it's a weird mesh of like uh, just like scrappy people trying to survive, but like they're delving into like forbidden magics and stuff too. Um, there's actually two expansions to this that only... I think they only add two masteries also. And there's not a lot of masteries. But when you pick a mastery at level 2, you also pick one at level 10. And then the combination of two masteries becomes a class. So um, one of them is like you can become... Uh, I think it's called a Spellbreaker is if you do the uh, Oathsworn, which is one of the expansion ones, that is sort of like a paladin, uh, so like holy energy and a shield, and you mix it with the occultist stuff, and it's called an Oathbreaker. That one's fun. Um, stuff like that. And you just combine two classes with their various skills and fight monsters and get loot. And uh, it's a very fun game, uh, and it's centered basically around surviving after the apocalypse and sort of destroying the big threats to civilization that are still around. Um, and it's, it's a very, uh, it's very weird because as far as like a lot of ARPGs go, you end up doing like these grand journeys a lot of time and Grim Dawn is literally centered around like two cities and they're not even really that, that much of a city. Like the, the, first city you're at which is the 75 percent of the game is like hey um our city consists of like a giant schoolhouse that has like been burned down and we're just like living in different rooms <laughs> uh and that kind of stuff so uh i suggest grim dawn it's it's very good uh up the action rpg genre also um yeah uh, I'm, i assume neither of you played it it's not super popular as far as ARPGs go and I know both of you haven't played a lot of those that genre anyways I think you and one other person I can't remember who else it was who has been uh, telling me to play this game mm-hmm. trying to remember who else it was maybe it was Hippo I forget if he's played it 
you know, I don't know if anyone in our in our D and D stuff has talked about Grim Donna than me. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't... I, yeah, I figured there's some one other person. My husband's best friend is who's been telling me to play it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, because you said you were looking for something for you and your husband to play together. Grim Dawn, I feel, is a, is a good choice. Yeah, yeah, and this this guy, uh, Brent, he's super into action RPGs. He's always, like, he's a super tryhard in action RPGs, too. I know I'm super into them. I wouldn't say I'm a tryhard, though. Oh, no, he, <laughs> he's, he's constantly like, hey, what about this build? What about this build? And, like, just always going for, like, max DPS best build ever. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm I'm the opposite. I don't do that. Um, I meta don't like gamer. Fun. I don't. Yeah, I don't meta game. Uh, Basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. DMs tend to not meta game because <laughs> 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 we know better. Uh, okay. Uh, so more, we'll, we'll cycle back to you, and then I think at that point we've gone with you enough that we can just go in a normal order. I, I hope so. I hope so. Um, so this next game is called Hellgate London. Mm, it mm-hmm. is such a great game. It is pa- it is uh, based upon um, post-apocalyptic London in the year 2038. And so the idea is that, like with the other game, hell has broken loose. Ah! Mm-hmm. And there are like these Hellgate portals that have um, been flooding demons into... London, and um, the only means of being able to fight them back is by uh, using um, a mix of different various technologies. So, uh, not only are there like archetypical um, roles and classes, like kind of like what um, uh, Diablo would have, like where you have like mm-hmm. fighter classes, like for example, you got Blade Master or the Guardian, which is kind of like. Um, a defensive build, which is it's its own class. Like it, it kind of functions the same way, but it's more defensive. Um, and then you've also got like summoners who are like people who have like invested into like um, uh, spells and incantations and stuff like that. Like they kind of study like demonic arts. Um, there's evokers who um, wield magic as well to be able to fight off the demons. And then I think there's marksmen, which is like a sniper class. And the engineer, which, like, they construct turrets and stuff like that and and the like. And so the idea is that you're in a post-apocalyptic London, um, humanity is in hiding, and you're out trying to shut down all of these hell gates to try and stem the flow, to try and cut off the flow of of these demons pouring in um, into... um, I guess you could call it the Earth Realm. I, d- I don't really know how y- how you would Earth describe realm. it, but <laughs> Earth Realm. But yeah, um, it's actually a really really fun game. It mixes a lot of uh, elements. Like it's a third person view game. It mixes uh, elements of like a rogue type along with like um, your typical RPG. It has like dark fantasy kind of themes to it, but also like sci fi as well. It's it's kind of like a mixed bag of goodies. But like mm-hmm. it's it it's tailored really really well and it's a really enjoyable game. I would definitely recommend it. I think you can find it on GOG. Um, but yeah, yeah th- I I've heard quite a bit about this game over the years, and I just it's like uh it's like PS2 era, isn't it? Yeah, it's around that time. It like obviously like um the case that I'm looking at right now, it says PC DVD. So it it's definitely locked into that time era. I think it was uh 2007. Um 
Really, mm-hmm. really good game. Um, and actually, I think this is probably like the last EA game that I would even consider to be a really top quality game. Um, <coughs> Anthem. Um, yeah. Um, I I couldn't recommend a better game from EA. Well, like, definitely. And I've played like Star Wars games like Out of the Wazoo. Um, really wonderful game. Love it. I am looking for this Hellgate London now. It's not on God. God. Oh, dang, Nabbit. Where can we find this game? Maybe Although it's on Hel- Steam? I think Hel-Mutt, it's on Steam. Helmut is there. The GameStop made game. Don't get it. It's terrible. Oh, um, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways. <laughs> uh, so Hellgate London. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, it's kind of weird because like, none of us have really like played each other's games so far. At all. <laughs> well, now we've like, now we've got a good, we got ourselves a good library now. Yeah, no doubt. Um, all right, uh, Pan. So what's what's your next one? Well, let's let's get the uh, radioactive elephant out of the room. Uh, Fallout. Which one mm. do we want to talk about? Oh, boy. Uh, I've yet to like any of them. So, mm. <laughs> well, well, you like the first two, right? No, I I got the first two. I haven't got around to playing the first two. Um, oh, it's on! It's on my incredible backlog of good old games that I have not started. Morg, which Fallout game did you like? Well, uh, you know, I feel like Fortwan is going to call me a filthy heathen. I mean, like it's bad enough that I can't go into a church without my allergies kicking in and my eyes getting all puffy and swelling because you know I'm just not a Christian. Um. But yeah, I'm going to have to say that I really enjoyed Fallout 3. Um that game I feel like I feel like you're just just hating on me. <laughs> I I'm not. I it's swear. okay. Morg. I Morg. I liked it because of like the themes. I know that it's not the best Fallout game. I know that there are a lot of people who are going to be like, but New Vegas was better, you know? And I'm like, oh, all hail true to Kaiser, you know? It's Caesar, goddammit. But, I mean, and I know that 1 and 2 are better, infinitely, but Fallout 3 was the was one of the first ones I started on. And I know that some of the elements to it were very convoluted, especially the very end of it all. But I do like the radioactive tree dude. I mean, like, the guy was who was fused into that tree, um... I kind of wish that... Well, actually, you know what? Yeah, I liked Phoenix. Phoenix was cool. I liked him. He was pretty cool. He was a pretty rad dude. Um, who was that ghoul again that you could uh, befriend? Uh, what was his ha- name? Have I told you the moment that I said that Fallout 3 is garbage and I, I can't play it anymore? Yeah. Yeah. I have. I don't recall this. So I, I remember. My, <laughs> so there's a lot of games that, that my, my good friend Brian let me borrow. Over the time, because there was a period of time where I was just like dirt poor, and all I had to play was like a Wii. But then I got a PlayStation Three, and he's like, "Oh, you got to try all these different games that you missed uh, since you you haven't been able to play uh, anything good." Which, <laughs> no. except, for, except for Monster Hunter Try, I was playing a lot of Monster Hunter Try. But um, the uh, <laughs> one of the games he lent me borrow was Fallout Three. And I, I was kind of enjoying it to begin with. I like the RPG elements of it and stuff. But what was bothering me is I'm actually really good at first-person shooters. Like, really good. Uh, and um, 
shooting from the hip is how you're supposed to do it in Fallout 3 if you're good at first-person shooters, which is, like, counterintuitive to, like, ADS, you know, aim down the sights for, like, Call of Duty or that kind of stuff. And the the moment that I was like, all right, fuck this, I'm out, is, like, you had to kill this dude. He was, like, in a tower or something or a house, and he was asleep in his bedroom. And I have a sniper rifle, and... Well, it's like assassinate and I was like zoomed in I put the barrel to the side of his head I had like a 94% chance to hit or something and you and, missed and I miss and I was like <laughs> I was like the barrel is next to his head like like it is it is not possible for me to miss and so I missed <laughs> you got excommed basically and i was like this doesn't make any sense and then like i like i got wrapped up in how much i didn't like vats and then like i just like oh my gosh i was like why then i started hip firing everything and then i was like murdering everything with hip fire and i'm like this doesn't make any sense it's supposed to be less accurate (laughs) and i was just like i was just like i was driving myself nuts with it and i was like you know what no i'm done and i like i turned it off i deleted the save file even off of my playstation i handed it back to my friend the next time i saw him i was like this game was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, the vats in that game are like a bad D20. Like, you yeah. just roll the worst numbers that you could possibly imagine. It's like, I've got the barrel to his head, and the DM just decides, you sneeze just a few seconds before you pulled the trigger, and yeah, the bullet just goes into the pillow. Sorry. That, that's, that's what kills me about it. Now... I'm told that 1 and 2 don't have that problem because they are straight-up RPGs. You don't have to worry about the FPS aspect. So that's why I wanted to get into them. But, um, but yeah, that's my own that's my own hang-up with Fallout 3. Because of that, I was like, F Fallout 4. But then I've talked about this, you know, when we did the FPS, uh, the FPS uh, episode where uh, when they announced Fallout 4, I had zero interest because simultaneously June 2016 was announced. And everyone's having a party for Fallout 4, and I'm I'm on the <laughs> other side going, Doom, 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 <laughs> rip and tear. <laughs> yeah, Doom, Doom is much better than Fallout. Um, but I mean, like, well, not Fallout and no, over. What? You know what? Yeah, Doom, Doom as a whole is better than Fallout that's, as a whole. I mean, I will even admit that's a subjective opinion. Yeah, um, it was yeah, definitely subjective. The 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 cries for yes, Fallout 4 were much louder than for Doom 2016. <laughs> and I, mean, I mean, Fallout 4 was just the Skyrim engine with guns. So, I mean, uh, I wasn't that excited about Fallout 4. I mean, I, I, I have some comments on that, but keep going. Uh, well, I mean, the big aspect for me was like the immersion, really. That that really, to me, was the most important factor for when I was playing like a Fallout game. And... I'm not gonna lie. New Vegas actually has some pretty good radio, especially when it ta- uh, when you talk about um, oh what what are those two uh, characters? I can't remember. They were now. I will say that I think either I own New Vegas or it's in my wish list because I've heard that's much better. I'm I'm actually gonna have to look this up because I gotta try and remember um, those those two from the radio show where they were talking about how the Nightkin are more. Uh, superior than your uh, your basic um, uh, basic dudes. It was it was really really funny. Here, wait, let me see. Fall out, New Vegas. 
Yeah, it's on my wish list. I didn't get it. I, I still have. I still do have Fallout One and Two though. Which man, Fallout 2's cover art looks straight up like StarCraft stuff. Radio hosts. Oop. So, uh, Pan, this was the the one you brought up. Uh, what did you want to say about Fallout? Obviously, nuclear war is the apocalypse. I think we all know that. Yeah. So, um, I uh, never played any Fallout games before Fallout Four. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, you know, wasn't interested in them. I had this impression that they were shooter games, honestly, and that's why I never really got one. Anyways, the year it came out, uh, a very good friend of mine bought me Fallout 4 for Christmas. And it, that was, like, hmm. back when it was still 60 bucks, so that was super cool of him to do that. Yeah. So, anyway, so I played Fallout 4, and I liked that it was Skyrim with guns. That's okay. And um, the other thing is, is that, like, yes, it is Skyrim with guns, and also those fucking villages cannot, like, keep themselves safe for five damn minutes, and that's why I quit playing. But... I super like the world building in Fallout. I super like diving mm. into the different vaults and seeing what kind of fuckery went on in there. Um, I super like talking to the ghouls who were like hundreds of years old. I thought that was awesome. Hmm. Yeah, see, I didn't get that. Like, Fallout 3, you didn't talk to ghouls. There was like yeah. one? No, maybe? there's like tons of them in Fallout 4. Um, yeah. And I've tried to enjoy the older Fallouts, but they're just so bad to look at. Yeah. And plus, you got three dogs. Oh! Listening to Galaxy News Radio. There you go. I can't get enough of the, that. Um, so is Fallout 4 the one where you have the German Shepherd? Yes. Okay. Funny funny story about that. So I was like, the, the year before Fallout 4 came out, you know, they had the trailers going and stuff. Mm -hmm. I was at, a, I went to go see a movie with my mother-in-law. I forget what movie we were seeing, but I remember that the trailer for Fallout 4 came on during the trailers section. And she was Interesting. like... Holy the crap! Trailer. Yeah, she was like, "Holy crap! Is this a trailer for a boy and his dog movie?" <laughs> <gasps> I remember. Oh, oh, that's funny, huh? Yeah, because so my mo my mother in law is a super like uh well she's a librarian or she was a librarian she's retired now but um she's mm -hmm. a super like literary nerd and she got so excited because she thought it was a boy and his dog the movie. Ah. I thought she was talking about a genre until you said that specifically. I didn't. No, I didn't know. no, it's a yeah. it's an old post apocalypse uh, story. It's a it's a lot of super messed up stuff happens in it, but it's like the classic post apocalypse story. Hmm. Okay. Well, I remembered. <coughs> I remembered the names of my favorite radio show hosts in Fallout New Vegas. It was Tabitha and Rhonda. Anybody remember those? I never played New Vegas because I, I was also out never after played. Three. Yeah. Oh my god, they were amazing. So I'm gonna put down the Fallout, just Fallout. The yeah, series. just might as well Fallout. Of yeah. course, yeah. Um, I don't think any of us can speak for one or two. Um, but obviously, Morg, you're into three. Pan, you're into four. And, yeah. and New Vegas, Vegas for Morg. New Vegas um, was really, really good. Uh, I think we can all just say don't play 76. Just don't. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that, that was the biggest waste of money for a lot of people, and it compromised their information, mm -hmm. too. Like, people actually lost, I think, it was their SIN numbers to hackers because, like, the system was so bad. It was That was terrible. It, it had to have been credit card info. I would never that put too. my social security on a, on a game system. 
Well, I mean, like, there's, there's, um, there's, like, some credit card companies in the States that require your SIN number, and so, like, when they get hacked, they, they also take your, um, insurance number, Yeah, I, really I also nasty. don't, I also don't have any card like that, so. Thank That's never happening. <laughs> that is the worst thing you can do is to, like, you know, sign with a credit card that requires your insurance number. Don't do it, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so Fallout. Um, yeah, it's it's a very popular series. I, I unfortunately, like I've said many times, post-apocalypse is one of those genres that I'm just like not into. So like, I like Grim Dawn because it's an ARPG, not because it's a post-apocalypse. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I, it's just like, and Fallout is like the the post-apocalypse is like there front and center, and it's just like, eh. And then like the game mechanics for me are even more like, eh. And it's just like I'm done. <laughs> There's interesting things like the ghouls, but they didn't do much interesting things with them and the one I played. So, hmm. Okay. Um. So Fallout. Uh. I guess I'll go with my next one, and this is the one that um. Um, that I felt like could be a iffy what was in the category or not, but essentially this is post-apocalypse in a, in, in a way because your world is destroyed. Literally, split in half, it is destroyed because another, another race of sentient beings took a moon and destroyed your planet. And what this is is called the Last Federation. Have you guys heard of this? I feel yeah. like this this is familiar. Yes. So it's a it's a politics slash space faring like starship fighting game where you are trying to form a federation of planets in a solar system with all these different races, um, and you are the last surviving of the Hydralisk race who dominated the space the 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 solar system spacefaring wise because they were the first to uh discover spacefaring technology hydralisk is this starcraft or uh... no hydralisk <laughs> hydrals maybe is the one on hydrals is maybe their name they are yeah. hydras though they are like live in the ocean you are a hydra with like seven heads that is your character um, oh that's so badass um, and they were the first people to be, to go spaceborne in this solar system. And what you are trying to do is to, to learn from the greed and mistakes of your, your planet's failure as a race, because they were evil. Like they were evil. They oppressed the other, the other planets made sure they never got spacefaring technology or whatever. It's actually a very interesting game. And I actually specifically played it this week a little more. Um, to to sort of familiarize myself with it because I think it's it's a very interesting game. Uh, it was in 2014 by Arson Games. Now this is a very 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 complex game. Um, I am still within the first couple hours of the game and still trying to get my head around the mechanics. It is also on top of all this complexity, um, a pseudo roguelike in the fact that you do runs so like this run i managed to get x amount of people in the federation this run failed because no one got in the federation they all killed each other 
<laughs> or um, so you're basically playing a politics game, trying to get people to join sort of like your own version of the UN and live in peace and harmony. And you're just trying to manage the races and how they work and stuff. It, that premise but, kind of reminds me of XCOM. <laughs> maybe. Um, I feel like XCOM, you're more in a survival kind of situation, trying to fend off the aliens, though. That, that's true, that's true. Whereas so, this one, the apocalypse happened. You're destroyed. You are the last of your race, and you're the last you will ever be of your race. And you're just trying to pass the baton onto the races to make sure that they, that the universe has... A shot at peace. Um, so, and the only reason why you survived is because you were on a spy mission and no one knew you were out. So it's uh, basically the UN, but it actually functions. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I feel like I the UN. I mean, like, how did they describe it in Hetalia? Um, oh yeah, it's a beauty pageant for ugly people. That's that's how it works. I mean, it, it's a good idea, but it just doesn't work it really does not work well the concept uh the, the the cool thing about this is that since you are the only spacefaring technology one of the cool things is is you're actually hiding or, or not hiding your race is actually also more physically impressive than any of the other races uh and also intelligent that like mm. you like the, the the beginning dialogue is you are captured by one of the other races on your planet and you're like, you're literally just waiting for them to get close enough to to the idea of space travel. Uh, sustainable space travel, mind you. Not just like, hey, we're on the moon and back. Like, sustainable, like, traveling to the other planets successfully. Um, and building armadas and that kind of stuff. Star Trek um, has a word for this. Um, it's like uh, when, when a race hits, like, warp drive. Yeah, it's kind of like that. <laughs> you you literally, the story of the very beginning is you are waiting for someone to basically hit that warp drive threshold. And just before they do, you, steal, you, you basically walk out of prison because they really can't hold you. You're just sitting there waiting, like biding your time, essentially. Uh, you basically break out of prison and then steal their ship. And that's your flagship. And, <laughs> and like, it's kind of interesting because it gives you... Um, of all the, f the, the different, I think there's eight different planets that you have to sort of like try to get together. It gives you a disadvantage with that race's planet already. They're like, Hey, you totally stole our spacefaring technology and like bust out of our prison and stuff. And we hate you. Like, I and mean, that's like, you have to start at the disadvantage of those people, but eventually you have to get everyone to work together. And it's so complex. I haven't even got got a, a good game to, to run with it, but it's really cool. It's really interesting and really fun. And I thought it was a good. I think it's a different take on the sort of post-apocalypse because, like, there is no coming out of this apocalypse. Your race is done for, right? You're just trying to pass on some idea of like what's good to the rest of the universe. <laughs> oh There's going to be no more hydrals. Like you're it. You're the last one. Bye. <laughs> like. So that's 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 what I was kind of glad like what I was talking about like maybe you still had the technology. Oh, and one of the cool things you get to do is you get to uh, covertly give another race the spacefaring technology to give them a boost. So you're like, hey, you haven't figured this out yet. Here you go. So one of the things is just like stealing technologies from races and sharing them uh, with other races. I think it's a, a cool concept. Um, 
just like it's very it, but it's very much a politics game and right as someone who doesn't like politics it's interesting but like it's it's in this it's interesting in this fantasy sandbox but like also extremely complex which is why i don't like politics <laughs> <laughs> Darn it, um, I was going to recommend Victoria 2 to you, because that's actually a really good politics game. However, uh, if you don't really like politics that much, you might not like that game, because it's all about building prestige for your country and trying to become the most powerful unit that there is, with everybody competing against you. Right, and and um, Pan, the the game that you said you, you always like, I've, I've asked you about it in the middle Crusader of the Crusader Kings 2. Yes, it mm. has that feel the way people describe it. Um, no, no, yeah, you've pretty much sold me on it. Um, I was looking at some other games that Arsene Studios is making. Mm-hmm. Uh, they because they've apparently made some games that are sort of sequels or follow ups to this. Mm-hmm. They have expansions. Yeah. Well, no, that. no, they, they've got this other game. Hang on, let me. I had a tab and then I tabbed away. Uh, Star Wars Rogue, and it uh, it is a rogue like uh, shoot 'em up bullet hell game, uh, that is kind of a sequel. About hmm. of this, and it uh, does include the main character of the of the Last Federation. Oh, interesting! I surprised they would be alive. Um, I don't think they are entirely alive, based on the Wikipedia article. I don't know if. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, definitions of alive and dead are kind of weird when you have super space uh, life support. So you know. Yeah, that's true. Also, also. Big, big thumbs up for the main character being a Hydra. Like, I love Hydras. So. Yeah. <laughs> Hydras, Hydras, I, honestly, uh, if we were to talk Hydras, I feel like um, Heroes of Might and Magic 2 did an amazing job with the Hydra. A, oh, there's a, a lot of, there's yeah, a lot of good like, Hydras. It's, it's hard to do it wrong. Now, ne- next podcast, top 10 video game Hydras. Mm, now yes. I, I do get pretty upset when people call King Ghidorah Hydra because he's just three-headed dragon. Like he's not, he's not a Hydra. That's totally it different. It doesn't work. <laughs> it's not a um, Hydra with wings. When its head gets cut off, it's not like two more take its place. Nope. Hail Hydra. Or one. It's just well, it grew back. I don't know. Something happened. I, I, spoilers for King of Monsters, but I think its head came back. Actually, really? Um, I, uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, Morg, what's your next one? Um, okay. What do we What do we want to pick from the list? Okay. Okay, yeah. So Fallout series was actually, oddly enough, on my list. Would you believe it? I think we should pick... Ooh! Jack 3! Now, if anybody's ever played, like, the Jack and Daxter series... Um, if you're familiar with, like, what happened in, um, Jack 2, where, um, Haven City, um, gets attacked by, like, this, uh, army of, like, metal bugs, there's also, like, a rebellion against, uh, the Baron Braxis, or, sorry, Baron Praxis, who was, like, running, like, this dystopian society within, uh, Haven City, um, big, big war stuff was going on and the palace was bombed and yeah, like the whole city was just leveled. Like it's just left, but nothing but a barren ruin pretty much. Um, so now is like, this one city or like a whole civil, like well, a whole civilization? 
Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, pr- this the city practically is the nation because, like, beyond it, okay. it's just nothing but barren wasteland. So, um, okay, this is this is like where all of civilization is. This is like the big head. It's all that okay. there is. So, when when this is destroyed, um, some of the people that are left to try and salvage everything, they're, they're kind of left on their own. They don't really have any government. Um, they still kind of have their technology, but it's not at the same level as it was beforehand. Uh, basically, everybody is just stuck with ju- with the junk that they do have. There's no technological progress. And, um, yeah, you, you're banished uh, from from ever coming back to that city. But when you do come back, it's, it's an empty hole. Like, there's nothing mm. to come back to. Um, so with, uh, with the Jack and Daxter series, it's very, um, if anybody is familiar with like Crash Bandicoot or Spyro, like those sort of like 3D platformer style games, it's very Mm -hmm. much that with action elements to it. Like you can use guns, you have like mixed combat, like physical and stuff like that. You get your transformations. Um, in particular in the second one, you are infested with dark eco, like, um, the whole fundamental of the game Mm. is that... um, eco kind of rules everything. So there's like green, red, blue, yellow, uh, the works or whatever. And so like, um, uh, in the second one, you get infested with dark eco, which transforms you. You get like these huge nails, you get big and muscly and whatever, and you deal like huge amounts of damage. With so the Sonic third, Unleashed? Yeah, pretty much. But with the <laughs> third one, the third one is better because, well, actually, no, no, the third one isn't better. I like number two the best, but number three is really good because you get uh, it, you get to embrace like some weird light energy. I guess it's like light ego. I do, I don't know, but anyways, um, it allows you to be able to transform into sort of like this almost like angelish kind of form where you've got like um, ter- you remember um, uh, Archangel Tyrael from like Diablo. You get kind of like mm-hmm. those wispy wings and stuff like that, and you can like yeah, manipulate the flow of time. And yeah, I, can, I like get- to call them the angel tentacles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, yeah, they're angels. angel tentacles. Angels, angels. I mean, they are right. They're just these tendrils that sort of wave. Like that's what their wings are in Diablo for some reason. There's no functionality to them. I don't know how they fly. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah. Like with with Jack Three, you get to explore more powers and you get to explore a much bigger world. Because, um, like, you get to explore, like, these sort of, like, almost Arabic-style desert lands and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, you finally figure out who, like, uh, the makers are, which are kind of like these sort of, uh, not to confuse them with Doom Eternals <laughs> makers. These are totally different makers. Um, they are well, kind of like gods, one... but... You're getting yourself confused there. Only, there's only one... Well, no, the the maker, you're right. The makers are, are like a civilization. Yeah. They're, you're thinking like the con maker who is like the big yeah. the big leader. Um, the big cheese. Yeah, the yeah. big cheese. Um, but yeah, anyway, yeah. then you find out that there are like these weird weasel things that um, Daxter was the whole time. It, yeah, very strange. Um, it's a pretty good series. Um, I honestly don't know how to best describe this game other than to just say play it. Because um, it... it is it like still it. a col- is it still a collectathon ish game in the in the veins of Spyro? Yes, you can get the full okay. collection of like the whole Jack and Daxter series on PlayStation. No, 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 um, no, not what I'm not what I'm saying. As in in Spyro, it's like, hey, go collect these things and then collect these gems, like Banjo Kazooie or oh, Mario 64. Oh, oh no, 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 it's not. So it's like just that. it's just beat the level and go on. 
Yeah, it's literally like it's literally like trying to race through the platformer, trying to avoid all these traps, bad guys, and there's a lot of racing. Oh my god, the racing is brutal. But it's really fun. So it's it's a it's it's more of a traditional platformish game with like mixing it up with different mechanics for different levels. Yeah. Almost almost a la like the uh uh Disney games where they had like here's the running like the Lion King. Here's like the normal platforming level. Now here's yeah. the run from the beasts level. The yeah, Wilder pretty Beast much. Level. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly like that. It kind of like fits more of like the genres of like Kingdom Hearts or even like uh, uh, Final Fantasy VII as it is right now or uh, Prince of Persia. Those are good examples of like how to describe what Jack and Daxter is really like. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, so Pan, what's what's your next one? Okay, my next one. This is the weird one that I. Uh told you guys at the beginning that uh, I didn't get around to playing. Um, it's a fairly short game, but it's pretty brutal, and I just didn't get around to it. I've read the short story it's based on, though. Uh, mm-hmm. I have no mouth, and I must scream. Mm. Ooh. Okay. I, I've heard this statement many times. Okay. Okay. So, uh, this... Um, the, sh- the, the apocalypse that happened is that like humanity made this sentient computer... That basically took over, and apparently China, or like America in like the 50s made a sentient computer. And then China also made a sentient computer, and Russia also made a sentient computer. And these three sentient computers rule the world and are at war with each other. And anyways, the American sentient computer absolutely hates humanity. And uh, all of humanity, as far as, as far as we know reading the book, is dead. And uh, there's just five humans left. And uh, the book, this short story is about these five humans just being tortured and brought back to life over and over and over by this all-powerful computer. That's just sick. Now, holy shit. Yeah. So this is that's the short story. Now there's a video game based on this where it goes more in depth about the like characters of the people. I think oh, at the no. end, of, I, as I recall, at the end of the book, at the end of the short story, um, the computer is distracted for a moment, and uh. The one of the people realizes the computer is distracted and he's able to kill the other four people while the computer isn't looking. And by the time he turns around again, it's too late for him to resurrect them. So he just spends the rest of eternity taking out his fury on the last remaining person. Hmm. hmm? This is uh, so I'm looking at the game. Actually, it's on GOG and not on sale. It's six dollars. Yeah, like yeah, just, yeah. It's, it's an old point-and-click video game. It's an old point-and-click video yeah, game, so it's cheap. It, uh, Day of the Tentacle style, like. I do love me a good point-and-click. Okay. okay, so real quick though, um, the narrator uh, is the guy who originally wrote the book, and I'm gonna link oh. you guys. I'm gonna link you guys to a quick clip of him doing the opening narration, as told from the computer's point of view. <coughs> Alrighty. So go ahead and listen to that for just a couple seconds. So we are now listening. Is it muted for me? It doesn't sound like it's muted. All right. What the heck? It's just silent for the first like 15 seconds. Oh, it should have been time coded. I'm sorry. Oh boy. I am scared. Hang on. I'll send you the time coded one. My bad. (laughs) Oh man. Oh, you're filling me with so much dread. Okay. There, that, that second one should be time coded. Okay. Hmm. 
It is weird. I am not hearing anything. That is quite odd. We busted out onto YouTube. Okay, go to like 46 seconds in. Huh. It is, it's like some of the most intense voice acting I've ever heard. You hearing it, Morg? Oh my god. So, the the point of the book, or I'll let you guys listen a little more. Alright, I know what was happening now. I know what, is, I know what is happening now. I actually had my, because I was dealing with all those computer problems today, I actually had my default audio on the wrong thing. So that's why I wasn't hearing it. <laughs> all cred oh my god that is so dark okay i love it so uh in the video game you learn more about the oh by the way uh I, my husband corrected me a little on the ending of the short story at the end of the short story uh the computer turns the last human into like this pile of goo with no mouth <laughs> That's so I have no mouth. Yeah, oh hence the God. title. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, anyways, Roll the video the game. <laughs> yeah. The video yeah. game is about uh, five different uh, point of view characters who were all kind of awful people before the apocalypse, and mm. the computer psychologically and physically tortures them um, and offers them chances to kill him, but they have to like overcome their personal flaws and. Depending on the choices you make through the point and click, they may or may not overcome their personal flaws. And there's like five or six different endings. Not hmm. like it's going to change them as human beings. I mean, like if they were bad before, I mean, like what's to say they couldn't be bad again, even if they had the opportunity to be able to get away from all of that. Well, that's the point of the game. Um, anyways, uh, fun fact. So the, the writer, Harlan Ellison, he's the one who wrote the original mm -hmm. short story in like 1979 or no, 1969. My bad. He also wrote A Boy and His Dog, which was the big inspiration for Fallout. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So this guy's like super dark post-apocalypse uh, 70s writer guy. All right. So he's like the John Romero for the zombie movies. <laughs> kind of, yeah. 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 Man. So yeah, Harlan Ellison is the author. Um, he worked very closely with the studio that made the video game. Hang on. Because like I said, that's him narrating. Hmm. Yeah. Uh... It was. It sounded intense because I had it playing on three different players when it finally got the audio working. Oh, lol. Oh, my God. <laughs> Could you imagine listening to that with reverb? Oh, my uh, God. Oh, no. They were all different places, too, in the narration. So it was just sounded like... Oh, God. Yeah. That sounds yeah. super Mindless, creepy. Mindless, angry It just sounded chatter. like noise. <laughs> Honestly. But, yeah, he does have an intense voice. Holy cow. Huh. It almost, okay. seems, it almost seems like poetic justice for, like, five monsters, or at least, you know, the monster of society to create an even worse monster that would destroy them and then just torture the ever-living shit out of them. That's, uh, it's tragic, but, I mean, you know, when yeah. you set yourself up for that, you know, that's that's what you get. And, like I said, the point-and-click game is, it, it should only take you five or six hours to play through all of it. Um, it's oh It's very intense and brutal. Um, and I just didn't get around to doing it this week. Hmm. 
But the, the, the short story, I'm sure you can find it online. Okay. okay. I have no mouth and I must scream. That You know what? I'm actually going to get that game because I, I like a good dark game like that. Oh, yeah. Have fun. And I really want to hear what you think of it if you get around to it this week. Oh, hmm. I'll try. I'm going to try. Oh, wait. Um, so I'm going to have to purchase this game, aren't I? Probably. Eventually. <laughs> like, yeah, like, you know said, like we said, it's six bucks on GOG. You know what? Yeah. It's worth it. I'll take it. Um, okay. Uh, so my next game is actually, uh, interesting because it's related to Doom, but it's not Doom. So, cause Doom isn't, uh, a post-apocalypse as much as I want it to be. It is during the apocalypse and it's always quote unquote stopped by Doom guy. Right. Um, but it does have a game or a series that is post-apocalypse, which is Rage. Now, oh! um, I have not played Rage 2. Um, Rage 2 would be the one that is more recent and a lot more punk and a lot more pink and purple and neon. Um, and basically a lot of people thought of it as sort of like a ripoff Borderlands. However... Uh, Rage by id in 2011 was quite the opposite. It was very much a product of its time of being sapia, brown, and beige all over. <laughs> um, but the post-apocalypse scenario in this one is actually kind of interesting. Um, because what it is, it's like if Armageddon the movie happened and no one saved the planet. Okay. Oh, I like this. So meteor comes, destroys the planet. It is essentially a f a nuclear fallout. Uh, basically, humanity's decision was to put people in time capsules and hope they survive. Ah. Um. And by the way, the one percent slash rich did that. Versus, of course. Right. So so uh, rage. It, it ends up being there are people who survived unscathed. They got their own sort of society going, but like you as a um, you were part of a different pro. I can't remember why you were saved your character, um, but it is first person. It is a first person shooter. Um, you are kind of like uh, a soldier of of sorts. That you're more like what they didn't say you were a soldier. You're some sort of special forces dude or something like that. Uh, that comes out and it's like, okay, what happened? And you're sort of like dispensing your vigilante justice up across the <laughs> across the wasteland. Um, it is a fun game, and I actually enjoyed it when it came out. It didn't review very well. It's got uh, it's got like this really weird like fascination with uh, so it is sort of open world, uh, about as open world as Borderlands is. Whereas in it's open world, but you're going to play here for a couple quests and go for the next area for a couple quests kind of thing. Uh, almost like uh, the direction of like WoW questing or early game. Oh, okay, that's cool. Um, and it's 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 a little bit mismatched in, the, in that, that scenario. Um, but it does take on that sort of crafting survival aspect also. But instead of it being like, oh, I need this to, um, like, to keep food or anything, and you don't have to worry about that, it's like, I need to craft this for healing items. Because the only way you can heal is crafting healing. Or, 
uh, crafting upgrades to your weapons or, or that kind of thing. Um, which I think sort of spilled over into Doom 2016 because it, it predates Doom 2016. Um, uh, in the, the weapon upgrades, which you're familiar with, Morg. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so instead of just, you know, oh, I have to find the required materials to get the upgrade, it's like, oh, I found this one thing that gives me an upgrade and there's enough for every gun in the game. Well, that's not really the case in Rage. Uh, Rage has an interesting story. It's got some decent voice acting, especially with the early part of the game having John Goodman being the guy that sort of leads you around. Ooh. Um, the mutants, uh, which are the kind of like the ghouls in Fallout, the, the people who <laughs> were the poorest and got the most affected by the radiation uh, from the meteor, uh, the impact and that kind of stuff, the people who were most exposed to the elements over time. Um, the mutants are sort of like the generic bad guys. There's also uh, people who are militaristic, much like the Crimson whatever in Borderlands. Uh, it's just like, the the unfortunate part of Rage is it's a really well done game. It just doesn't have a lot of original thoughts. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's fun to play. However, I don't come to this for a, a unique experience either. Right? It's unique in the fact that it's it's it, the gameplay is executed so well and the ideas are executed well. They're just not new. If that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And the big thing they really sold with Rage was the uh, ID Tech 5, which is literally the game engine running the game. <clears throat> it was the first game engine to run what they call Mega Textures. And you guys you guys are familiar with textures, obviously, right? Yeah. yeah. I can only imagine what level a Mega Texture would be on. Uh, so backgrounds. No longer just being backgrounds, but actually texturizing the objects in a background. And they're called Mega mega Textures. Sort of a texture that wraps around the whole background. And it makes it look Ooh. a little more realistic. Okay, uh, that that's was actually cool. Able to be ran on consoles extremely well. This is their first big console push. It uh, was Rage, and uh, yeah, and I eventually planned on checking out Rage too. Uh, it looked interesting. It looked like it was going to be a lot more focused on what was strong about Rage, which is the combat and that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, I suggest Rage. I've always liked it, um, but I will say it's probably my weakest suggestion tonight. Like, it's not, it's not, it's a light suggestion, <laughs> if anything. Um, it was a lot of, a lot of fluff, you know, for, for a decent game that was worth the price at the time, but eh, we'll see. <laughs> um, th- so no one else played this, or, I mean, I know you guys probably knew Rage 2 at least, because that was yeah. heavily, heavily advertised. Yeah, that's, yeah, I've heard of Rage 2. Hmm. Well, Rage started it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Rage. Oh. All right, Morgan. How many you got left? Um, Let me try to figure out how I to do this. I think I have about one more that I'm willing to talk about. Um, I was I... looking at Warframe, but I can't solely base it on lore. So I'm going to go with Darksiders 1. Which, um, if anybody's familiar with the Darksiders series, you play as one of the four horsemen. Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah. With the charge the council, of the apocalypse. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. the first one is based off of the uh, off of the idea that um, your war, you're um, framed with um, starting uh, the apocalypse or. 
framed with uh, killing all of humanity. And so the idea is that you're sent back to Earth to uh, right the wrongs that were done and to try and eliminate the demons that are um, uh, holding Earth. And, uh, yeah, so this game is pretty straightforward. It's not actually as good as Darksiders 2 in my mind as far as, like, um, figuring out puzzles. Like, the, the puzzles in this game are not very complex. It's more of a straightforward hack-and-slash action game than it is anything else. Um, the bad guys, though, are super cool. Like, one of them is, like, this crazy, like, giant demon bat queen. Um, you deal with, like, a massive spider monster. Um, uh, let me see. I think you're also, like, you're, you're working with Samael, who, um, has, like, uh, bits of his, like, his power, like, divided up amongst, uh, like, all these, uh, minor demons who become now demon lords that you have to end up beating in order to be able to get the power back from, and then to give to Asmodeus, uh, or, sorry, not Asmodeus. Why am I in D&D all of a sudden? Um, uh, to Samael. Asmodeus? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Asmodeus? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, the bottom of the nine hills in the d, &D. Yeah, anyways, um, yeah, I keep confusing the two. I don't know why. Uh, Samael, just awesome bad guy. But, um, yeah, and then, like, by the end of uh, the Darksiders thing, you find out that uh, the Angels um, actually made a an underhanded deal to um, shatter one of, I think it was uh, one of these plates or whatever that uh, is supposed to secure peace and uh, to make sure that uh, humanity is like the third kingdom that uh, remains unharmed by um, uh, hell and heaven. And so, like, uh, once it got shattered, then they decided, hey, we're going to go to war. And then, of course, uh, war gets uh, word you know, wind of this, and he's like, oop, I better get moving. And then the, then the chart council is in, and they're like, wait, the seal's not broken. What the hell's going on? War, what are you doing? You're in trouble. And then so, yeah. Um... Pretty pretty fun game. Um, I wouldn't say it's the best one. I would recommend Darksiders 2 more than anything else. Maybe Darksiders 3, but I mean, like, eh, Darksiders 1 might actually be better than Darksiders 3, in my opinion, but that's just because uh, nostalgia. But, yeah, it's it's a pretty good game. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, I, do you, so you talked about Darksiders 2 on another episode, I think, right? Yeah, I've actually talked about Darksiders 2 on several episodes actually yeah. um i could have recommended that one but um it takes place time wise a little bit before uh humanity is completely eliminated so i mean like it's happening at the time when they're having to deal with the with the big crisis um whereas with darksiders 1 this is immediately after so, mm -hmm. like, like war is, like, uh, held prisoner by the Chart Council for, you know, starting things. Or at least, uh, you know, he was framed for starting the war. And so, like, you're kept um, locked away for, like, 50 years or whatever, and then you have to face, like, trial or whatever, and then you you justify, hey, you know, I mean, like, I, I want to be able to prove my innocence, you know? So send me back to Earth, and then I'll figure out who, who is actually responsible for this, because I know it wasn't me. And then the Chart Council's like... Okay, but we're going to send this uh, shade creature or whatever, this weird specter or whatever, and he's going to be in charge of looking after you while you go about doing your business because you're not running free doing your thing. So, yeah. Like, mm. um, yeah, time-wise, yeah. Um, yeah, Darksiders all I, 1 all comes I could after think 2. Was, 
Game Game of Thrones trial by combat when you were saying that. And the funny thing is, is that you end up uh, fighting uh, a corrupted uh, angel at the very end who, um, honestly, it, it was a weird fight. It came in like two stages where you had to fight him in his dragon form first off, and then you had to fight him in like his uh, fallen archangel form, which was really crazy hard because like he comes at you all... Um, uh, Virgil style or like Sephiroth where he comes in that with a long sword and he is crazy with it. Oh my god. He was so hard to beat. It took me like five tries before I finally got him down. Oh, fun game though. Love it. Uh, you know, uh, an aside here, I really hate how people say that Sephiroth has a katana. Because it's Isn't not it a, a katana. Long sword? Isn't it just a long no. sword? Yeah. No, long sword is a is a one handed sword. <laughs> it's an English sword. <laughs> um, it's more akin to something like a um, what was the name of it? Nadachi. Yeah, yeah, it definitely would be more like a Nadachi because that thing is like so freaking long though. Um, yeah, but it's also just super animated, like the Buster Sword. So yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Um, so Dark Siders. Uh, which is the post-apocalypse of humanity being ended by judgment of or war or it's like a so, celestial war so it's okay it's like hell so on it's, earth it, again but <laughs> but the angels it's, it, are it's in basically there. yeah it's basically like the constant existence of how Diablo's universe lives <laughs> pretty much but I mean like it just ends the, at like a snap of the fingers like it's it happens, and then it's done after, I think, like, a hundred years of war, and it's just mm. done. Um, and then you're just left with, like, the ruins of what is left. You're you, you're not playing as human, because all the humans are dead. Um, they no, Not one of them made it. They're all gone. No hope. Um, and then you're just tr there trying to salvage what you can, and then trying to uh, redeem yourself by taking out the big bad guy who is who is directly responsible for the whole mess. Um, interesting. So yeah. it's, it's the, it's the aftermath of the apocalypse by the, I don't know, higher beings that were involved. Okay. Yeah. 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 Corrupt angels and just demons who are just, you know, spoiling for a fight pretty much. Okay. Uh, so pan, you said you have one more or was that it? No, I got one more. Okay. Um, we got, uh, this one's a lot lighter than my last one. Uh, we got uh, okay. Legend of Zelda: The Wind Waker. Yay! Yes. <laughs> Oi, one of my favorite remixes is named o Oi Small Fry. Uh, I love it because it, it's what that fish says at every time he yeah. sees you. Yeah. So yeah, um, finally a game we've all played. <laughs> yes. Yes. Actually I actually really did not game. play this. Uh, so I, I, Wind Waker was one of the ones I missed for a long time until they remade it on the Wii U. Oh, wow. I, actually, I never played it to the Wii U version, but I loved yeah. it. The yeah. GameCube version was really good, too. So, like, I was, like, perfect, ready, set, go when this game came out. Because, like, the the very first game I bought for my N64 that I saved up all summer to buy was uh, Ocarina of Time. That's a lie. The first game I bought was Superman 64. Second game I bought was Ocarina oh, of Time. No, no, no. It was uh, Ocarina of Time, right? Yeah. Don't even, don't even have to mention that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was 11. Mistakes were made. But anyway, so, you know, I played Ocarina of Time. I played Majora's Mask. And um, 
Wind Waker is a basically you know a sequel to those in, of a sort. You know, there's timeline yeah. fuckery that we don't yeah. need to get into. But so like, God, that nostalgia bomb when you when I first like like sunk under the seas and went to old Hyrule and there was like you know the castle in all new GameCube cell shaded graphics. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, uh, my 14-year-old, or no, let's see, I was 13 when this came out. Yeah, my 13-year-old nostalgia <laughs> for a game <laughs> yeah, that... Yeah, it's, it's always really cool when you see stuff like that, too. Like, And it was always just like, nah, they didn't do that. Nah, they didn't do that. No, these Ottomans aren't connected. Holy shit, they're connected. Like, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And like, there's no denying they're connected when you get in that room and there's like pictures of all the sages on the wall. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I unfortunately came out to this game knowing a lot about it already, and it was just the fact of playing it. Um, but I will say, as much as unbrutal as this game is compared to some of the other things, literally the most brutal Ganon death. Oh, like, come on. <laughs> yeah, it was Oh, yeah, doesn't crazy. he get speared? Or, like, he gets, like, impaled on, on the Master Sword or something? Uh, he, you jump up into the air, and he does that... that oh, that's uh, right! The, the the link like down sword the down B uh, attack in Smash Bros. Yeah, yeah and it's like was... the only time it happens in the main series game, excluding Zelda Two. Yeah, uh, that that um, and then it just shoves it right into Ganondorf's forehead. Yeah, and you're like, oh my gosh! <laughs> I really want, I really, 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 really want in uh, the Breath of the Wild. Uh, sequel that got announced like ages ago that's still going to take forever to come out. But I really, really, really want in the Breath of the Wild sequel for there to be like a sword in the stone thing with like Ganon and uh, like a version of the Master Sword stuck in his forehead. Oh, that's just... I want that. That's just creepy. But, um, yeah, so the Wind Waker, for those who don't know, the apocalypse that happened is that, uh... Basically, in in a timeline of Ocarina of Time, Link failed to stop Ganon. So then the gods stepped in, and yep. they're like, "Well, Noah, get the boat because we're flooding everything." Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, they flooded everything, so now everybody lives on islands. And one of the most baffling decisions that has ever been made that I still don't understand: the fish people became bird people to adapt to this new world that's covered by ocean. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm not, I don't like it either. (laughs) I don't, I don't understand Nintendo. (laughs) They are so brilliant in certain ways and so bad in other things. Like anything dealing with any sort of sensible, like timeline or ecology or anything like that, which is stuff I love, obviously. Like, it's just like Nintendo. That doesn't make any sense. Like, that doesn't yeah. make any sense. Like, <laughs> the I Zelda swear. timeline is like in contention with like the uh, Metal Gear Solid timeline, or like just the plot in general is just so fucked up. Like, it is Look, just what a mess. I understand Cable from the comics' backstory better than I understand the Zelda timeline. I don't know uh, if you no. guys know how fucked up Cable's timeline is, but oh god, it's no, pretty yeah. wild. Actually, I'm I not know. a comic fan, but I actually do, on the surface, understand Zelda's timeline. But 
that's thanks to a lot of Matt Pat videos. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and because uh, I haven't actually played a lot of the Zelda games either. I've played a lot of the big popular ones, but like, eh, like Four Swords and Autumn, whatever. I I, I didn't play that stuff. Like, eh, I, I I had enough of that with Crystal Chronicles. Um, I, li- I like how a- uh, angry video game nerd uh, described the um, the Legend of Zelda timeline. It, he, yeah, he's like, let's get, let's break down just how confusing this game is. So we have the game itself. We have a sequel to the game, a prequel to the game, a sequel to the prequel, but still before the original game. Then we have a prequel to the prequel. A prequels, prequels, prequel, and then we have a sequel to the prequels, prequels, prequel that is divergent from the rest of the prequels that came before it. Like, what the fuck? And then we have Link's Fever Dream in Termina. Oh my god, yeah. (laughs) Not separate from Link's Fever Dream on the Windfishes Island. Yeah, oh man. I mean, it's a thing, right? Like, even Mario has a fever dream. Super uh, Super Mario Brothers 2. That's a fever dream. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, I swear we need to just find whatever mushrooms Edgy Anuma is eating and have some of them, and then maybe it'll make sense. Yeah. I might. I might just go on some shrooms. I don't know. I'll, I'll just think about it. I don't know. Might be easier than acid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Uh. And I. I think you can put a lot of Zeldas in that, but Wind Waker is a good one, and. Yeah, now I'm going to have always small fries stuck in my head. <laughs> okay. Um, so I have two more. Do you have any more? Or are you good? I was going to recommend The Legend of Zelda on NES. But I mean, like, uh, we don't really want to get into the storyline of, like, uh, like the lore of Legend mm-hmm. of Zelda. I mean, like, um, based off of the book that I got that was like the, the established published work um, depicting exactly what the hell goes on in Legend of Zelda. Legend of Zelda on NES is like the worst case scenario for the timeline. This is based off of the idea that Ganon wins. He beats um, the hero of time in Ocarina time and the sages have to try and lock him away. And then that leads into uh, Link to the Past, but then after Link of the Past is over, um, the Kingdom of Hyrule continues to degrade, um, you know, the lush greenery and the meadows and forests and whatever and stuff like that it all turns into, like, wastelands, and... I, I feel like they're just, like, at that point, they're just justifying the lower sprite count that an NES has at that point. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah, the re- there's a reason why this game looks like shit, guys, okay? They're going through a tough time. But, yeah. <laughs> okay, but, yeah. so like just Nixon. now, just now you sounded like one of, um, Fortwine, did you ever play, uh, did you ever play RPG with Jesse? <laughs> uh, I played, uh, Space Trash. <laughs> okay, you know his, like, uh, gruff guy voice? He sounded just like Morg just now. <laughs> <laughs> that was so weird. You should listen to the, my Nixon. Oh, my Nixon is great. You you weren't you weren't there for that session because it was just Foof and I, but um, that's the well, the one where I was introduced, at least a Foof, because I was uh, trying to smuggle in the, the maple syrup, essentially. Um, oh, yeah. And, and that's what the Pelican people sounded like. 
Like, oh, really? <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't come in here. Like, I, it's restricted. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Sidetrack. <laughs> okay. Back on track now. So you recommend Zelda 2, you said? Um, it's, it's original it's, Zelda. It's oh, it's original Legend of Zelda. Yeah. You know, like the topographical view where it's like... Oh, yeah. Dangerous to go alone. Yeah. NES Legend of Zelda. The one you can play inside of Animal Crossing on GameCube? Yeah. Yeah, 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 that game. Oh, the game inside of a game. You can't, you can't top it. I mean, Doom did it twice. Like Doom Eternal has both Doom One and Doom Two in it. <laughs> yeah, you're right, and those were really enjoyable. Yeah, uh, just, I would just rather buy them for five bucks and play them outside of it. Like it's just a weird way to play it. But uh, okay, oh, so I actually have two. I have two left, and both of them are going to be fairly quick. Um, not because of the oh they're they're bad or anything but one of them is because i've already talked about it and we talked about the, the adventure the action adventure and this is the ins, enslaved colon odyssey to the west with the main character monkey um mm-hmm. the one that is the journey to the west uh sort of like video game adaptation um the apocalypse that happens here i actually don't know what it is they just say that like Hey, you, the world is ended. There's like these robot things that are enemies, and that's kind of all you get. Like, you know what I mean? Like, th- there's something. Something has happened, and uh, I think the characters know, but I don't think it was important to Ninja Theory, who made this in 2010, to really express why uh, mm. that that apocalypse happened. I could be wrong, and they could have said at some point what it was, but. Essentially, it takes it also takes place post-apocalypse, but I've already talked about this game. Uh, it's a decent game. Here's here, and I wanted to end on this one specifically. Um, so I'm not I, I'm going to put Enslaved here again because we've already uh, we've already talked about it. But here here's the kicker. And Morg, I don't know how you're going to react to this. Oh, I'm ready. But like, are you guys ready for this one? Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Monster Hunter. Oh my god! You're yeah. right! Yeah. Monster Hunter is a post-apocalypse game. You know, oh, I kind of yeah! wondered about, about throwing that in. The Elder Dragon I... War! Like, yeah, the Elder Dragon War. I completely forgot about that. And it is something that was hinted at since game one. It's like... Uh, so like... In game one, so I'm just going to say Monster Hunter the original. Obviously, there's so many better Monster Hunters out there, but it starts with the original one, uh, 2004 by Capcom. Um, They hint at future weapons called the the Gunlance. And Pan, I'm pretty sure you know what the Gunlance is, right? I'm aware. Okay, so the original game didn't have the Gunlance, but you had versions of the Lance that looked like they had a higher upgrade tree that just weren't there. They just, just wouldn't go any further. It's just like the end of the tree, but it's like, it seems like it has unlocked potential in the description or something. And it was the Undertaker Lance, mm. which ended up being a gun lance in Monster Hunter Freedom 2 or Monster Hunter Dose later on. Um, and like all of this old stuff that they keep finding is actually artifacts and stuff from the advanced human technology that was there before the elder dragon war and to to people i think it's more common knowledge in monster hunter that that was a thing Mm -hmm. but like 
it was so such obscure knowledge for Monster Hunter, even within the a very obscure fan base for a long time uh, of this game, that everything had taken place of a post-apocalypse of sentient dragons fighting the high advanced humans. Uh, and then it sort of all ended with the elder dragon weapon, um, being this, this, uh, the humans created this, uh, basically a zombie dragon <laughs> that destroyed everything and everyone. And then, Hey, here we are. And elder dragons are still a thing. Um, and the elder dragons supposedly are actually sentient and can talk and that kind of stuff, at least in the past. And in these days of monster hunter, it doesn't seem to really, I don't know, address that very well. Um, my biggest problem with Monster Hunter as far as, like, addressing this whole post-apocalypse thing is they don't. Yeah. They really don't. There's just hints at it, and then that's it. And it's like, hey, yeah, that happened, we're just moving forward. But, like, but Capcom, that's a cool idea. I want to know more. It's like the, uh, Starship Troopers, would you like to know more? And then everyone <laughs> says yes, and they're like, fuck you, we're gonna go over here. <laughs> It's like, yay, thank you very much. I mean, like, we would have liked a little bit more of a fleshed out backstory based upon, like, what's going on. But no, you just kind of just bury it under the rug. And it's like, okay, let's move forward with the game. Where are we going right. to take the game now? I think we're going to put people in water. I think we're going to add mounting mechanics. Ah, I've got an idea. Why don't we add Kulturoth RNG-based weapons? Yay! And everybody's like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. No, not everybody. A lot of people like it. but uh, <laughs> Fuck um, you, Kiarice! I hate you! The worst weapon in the game. I mean, it's the best <laughs> weapon, but I mean, it was the worst one to get because it was just impossible to get. I still don't have one. Right. Um, so... As we had started as a Monster Hunter podcast and continue to talk about Monster Hunter very frequently on a podcast named after the tavern that you go to in the game, the Hunter's Hub. <laughs> I figured that I don't you'd think, bring this full I, circle. <laughs> I don't think we need to talk about why we would suggest Monster Hunter. However, <laughs> there's no For those bias just now There turning, it is. For those just now tuning in... <laughs> Right. Uh, Monster Hunter, where you hunt monsters, and we found a situation in which Monster Hunter gets included. It wasn't like straight-up hunting games against Cabela's. <laughs> so yeah, Monster Hunter. That's 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 my big kicker. Like when you suggested that, I was like, a, I had a, like a, an epiphany like Tuesday with this. I was like, oh, yeah, Monster Hunter. Duh. I don't know what I can say more about it. But it's there. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, we have 13 again this week. I think it's good. Um, any uh, any last thoughts on post-apocalypse? And I think, Morg, are you next or me? I don't remember. Um, I th Who was it that picked first-person shooters last? I think that was the last one. Yeah, FPS was the last one. Um, I have one uh, honorable mention to a game that would be excluded. Oh, yeah? This game would be excluded by a definition I gave you guys earlier, but mm -hmm. Graveyard Keeper because it takes place during an apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Okay. Also after an apocalypse, but the situation's getting worse, so it's it's 
middle ground, but sometime when we get to talk about farming games, slice of life games, I'll, I'll talk about Dun- uh, Graveyard Keeper. Okay. I-, I like this idea. Like, one that barely didn't fit. Just, like, give a quick shout-out. Morg, do you have one? Uh, quick shout-out. A quick shout-out? Um, I know it's hard. I don't have any quick ones, but I mean, like... Uh, Just say the name of it and move on. As much as it hurts. No, no, no. I'm, I'll, I'll save it for another time. I'm too All tired. Alright, mine's, Do- mine's Doom Eternal slash Doom 2. They both have the same scenario. P- Apocalypse is happening. Oh! Same guy stops oh, 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 oh. it in quotations. Oh, oh, I think Warframe. Warframe was definitely... Okay, yeah. Yeah, that would be an, that would have been there a really go. good honorable mention. Yeah. Uh, Warframe, uh, fun fact, is our first side quest. So tune into oh. that if you guys ever, ever want to. Um... I'd love to do any Doom Eternal side quest. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, oh, well. Uh, anyways, I think it's it for tonight. Um, aside from picking our next topic, Morg. You also got to recap the games. I will. Uh, I just, yeah. I've got I've got the list. I wrote it down all, the whole time this time. <laughs> I didn't miss any. <laughs> hmm. What is well, a- more. What is a good archetype, or at least a good genre that we could cover? Hmm. Do you want my list of genres from last week? I still have it. Oh wait, yeah, I think we can refer to that in. I, was it? Did you put it in planning? So, while you're while you're looking, uh, Morg, I'll go ahead and recap what we've talked about tonight. Uh, so, for the post-apocalyptic game slash series that we su- that we suggest you take a look at and play, are Metro. Kenshi, Grim Dawn, Hellgate London, Fallout series, The Last Federation, I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream, Rage, Darksiders, Wind Waker, which is Legend of Zelda, the NES Legend of Zelda, and I, I do specify saying uh, NES because Legend of Zelda existed pre-Nintendo. It was a text-based game <laughs> before any of that. Uh, Enslaved, uh, Journey into the West, or Odyssey into the West. I, I don't know. It's it's a complicated title. And then, of course, Monster Hunter. Um, so, yeah. So, and actually, more. I think it was supposed to be... Your, yeah, no, it is your turn. You have, you have Lovecraft games in here? This is an interesting list. Although the, that's the really yeah that's the list of uh, genres that I came up with uh, last week while you guys were talking mm. about FPSs. Um, yeah, I, I did take apocalypse games off there or post apocalypse games off there because we just talked about them. Ooh, let's yeah, and, see. and we definitely want to do farming games. Um, one of the things that I wanted to because I have some things to say about farming games. However, we're uh, waiting. Think, yeah, we're waiting for you to play Animal Crossing, and that's fair. Oh, I, yeah, I need to get my I hands on I am currently too. playing Animal Crossing. I, I will say that. I did. Oh my god, that. I need your friend code so I can come and dump so much fruit on your island. I need to get I need to <laughs> get a Nintendo card so I can get Animal Crossing because I want that game so bad now. It's so cute. I have I have cherries and apparently it's I don't know. See, this is all still new to me. Like the girlfriend has literally been handholding me through it at points, which feels weird because I'm used to doing that to other people. Like, so, here's the thing: it doesn't matter what fruit you start with. You know, you can sell like a piece of fruit for a hundred gold if it's the native fruit. Non-native mm-hmm. fruit sells for five hundred bells a piece. Oh, mm. so I can come because I've got every variety of fruit on my island. I can come dump a bunch of fruit on your island. You can plant them, and then you're, you've got a self-sustaining source of income. So that is what. 
so she didn't explain very well. I have oranges and so my native thing is cherries. So she gave me oranges and pears to plant. And she's like, make sure you plant those. And I asked her, I was like, why would I do this? Like, you just eat them, right? No, like, why don't I eat my money. own cherries? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. So they're worth 500 it's gold money. a piece. And I think once they're grown mm. trees, the fruit respawns every three or four days. Yeah. So Something that's like that. why. That's why. I also got a bunch gotcha. of flowers I can give you because flowers make more bugs appear. Oh, yeah. I do have flowers. Sell that is one thing. I, I did get, but you get flowers through the quest anyways. But Okay, yeah. So, yeah, but I, I have every variety of fruit, so I can come drop a bunch of fruit on your island. Gotta pay okay. off Tonuk's uh, loans, or otherwise you get in yep. trouble. I mean, I just got the first loan that wasn't the miles, so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not very far. Uh, I, I, don't, so... I don't grind at this the way some of my friends do, so. But uh, I can at least give you some fruit. You know okay. what? I'm Morg, feeling, I'm what, feeling, what is your decision? <laughs> I'm feeling frisky. Why don't we talk dating simulators? Oh, God damn it. I put that on there as a joke. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't take it back now because now you got to play them. I've played a I fair know. amount of them. Okay. I have I've a, seen a fair amount. I, re I refuse I to be judged. I'm a girl. It's my right. <laughs> hey, hey, everybody's entitled uh, uh, to experience romance however they may. Whether it be through a fictional game or not, I have I have literally played one, and I'm just gonna get the embarrassment out of the way. It's Huni Pop. That's the only one I've played. Oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah, I've played that. No problem. No, like I said, no judgment here. Um, I feel like I feel like Doki Doki Literature Club is probably gonna be on the list too. Yeah, yeah, that that one counts. I I'm probably gonna put a lot on there that I have watched playthroughs of. Uh, that's fair. That right? counts. That counts for this genre because they're basically visual novels. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Which Doki Doki would be on there. I have seen Doki Doki. Yep. Yeah, we can talk about Doki Doki. Okie dokie. Doki Doki it is. I feel really weird having mentioned that I played Huni Pop. It's okay. Um, and Mark, have you played, have you played Honey Pop? Honey Pop? I don't think I have, but I probably will try it out. It's um, essentially a sex dating sim. It's a... Essentially, your idea is to actually bag as many chicks as you can. It's like Leisure Suit Larry meet, meets um, Bejeweled. <laughs> Morg is laughing so hard that his audio is cutting out for me. <laughs> I I don't know how else to describe it. Like it's and it's super shallow. It is so shallow. Um, I mean, so we can talk about this next week. But there's there's some there's some aspects of Honey Pop that I'm not sure Fortuan is aware of in his sweet childlike innocence. Oh my uh -oh. goodness! Uh oh, I do know there's secret characters. I do know that. Is That's, that what you're talking about? No. No, okay. you sweet summer child. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh boy. Oh. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna bring like a, a, a wet washcloth to just dab my forehead from being beat red next week. <laughs> okay. Oh cool. man. <laughs> this is gonna be great. <laughs> this is gonna be an amazing episode to come. I'm gonna need some liquor for this next episode. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. Thank you guys for listening. 
420 uh, for the Hunter's Hub. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at Hunter's Hub Pod. Um, and I guess I'll be still trying to finish Doom Eternal Nightmare Mode and also playing Animal Crossing and Smash Brothers again lately. So yeah, that's fun. And possibly finishing Hunipop now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> no uh, no okay if if you haven't found it out yet then you're probably not going to until i tell you next week that's fine uh, but i i do know that there are characters that you have to sort of bag and tag eventually yeah that's that that's kind to. of that's kind of um that's kind of part of the genre honestly yeah, no, I and I know, I know that. Um, yeah, and I'll, I'll uh, fre- uh, freshen up on some of the other ones I've watched to sort of get a better idea of what they were. Um, I've seen a couple, so okay, cool. Um, anyways, uh, I will see you guys on the next quest. And on that quest, where will you be, Morg? Well, I'm gonna be laughing my ass off um, on Twitter, um, <laughs> mostly because I'm just gonna be looking for a whole bunch of funny stuff. Um, you can also find me on Twitch, um, just looking around for some small Twitch streamers, um, just giving them some support and love and, you know, just having a good time talking with people. <coughs> you can also find me on Discord. Um, you can also find me, yeah, on, uh, on Twitter, MorganHay3, and, yeah, um, busy boy, lots of stuff to do, but, yeah, yeah, you guys can, uh, check out my stuff have a chat with me whenever wherever okay and pan what about you you can find me on the discord at the hunters hub discord you can find me on reddit uh mostly on r slash dnd behind the screen Mm -hmm. all right well um i am prepared to uh uh, no joke, I am actually so ashamed of ha- having this game that I actually played it in the past couple weeks, and I actually go off of Discord. I actually put myself invisible when I play this game because I don't want it to show that I've been playing Pop, and maybe <laughs> maybe I shouldn't be doing that. I don't know. It feels weird. Is that... It, how, how, how screwed am I in for next week if that's the case? I'll tell you once we're done recording. <laughs> <laughs> or, Morg, should I tell him while he's still recording? Oh, why not? What could, what could it hurt, you know? Okay, hang on. I'm just going to do a quick... Uh, I'm just going to double check with my husband to make sure this is the game that uh, I am thinking of. So give me one second here. Oh, boy. Is Honey Pop the game that used to be on Steam, that was on Steam, and it's got oh the porn God, version? Oh, my God, I'm going to get a six-pack within the week. Oh, my goodness. Oh, laughing so hard. <laughs> oh, good grief. Yeah, this is a laugh-my-ass-off situation. I love this. This is just great. I am so happy she put that on the list. Okay, that's what I thought. Because <laughs> I wouldn't okay. have picked it if it wasn't there. Thank you. Okay, so I just double-checked with my husband. Honey Pop is the game I was thinking of. Um, Uh-oh. so later on, late, uh, like, it is eventually a porn game for it. Oh. And no. I, I'm not sure that you knew that. No. <laughs> I mean, I know that, like, you have, okay. <laughs> I mean, like, it, it gets, it gets to the point where you're actually having sex with the person in the game, but, like. Is that what is it or does it get worse? Um so the Steam ver- the version on Steam is censored 
And the version on GOG, which because I know you don't buy on Steam, is also censored. But the devs oh. did not uh, wish for that to be their actual like vision for the game. Oh! So yeah, because they had to have it censored to get it on Steam. Uh-huh. So you can, like, it's, there's an extremely easy mod to put in made by the devs. Oh, for, like, more, uh, intense graphical, uh, Yes. Oh my. And that's, that's what it's, fans. at least that's, that's the, uh, version of it that I was aware of. Oh. Oh, wow, that's incredibly okay. kinky. <laughs> All right. So, um. um I'll, I guess I'll learn about that next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll all get to learn a little something. 